Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of On Tap. Ben and I here. We got another wonderful Thursday episode for you. And today's episode, we have 10 of the most obscure sports that you could even think of. Okay. So, Ben, this list, doing this deep dive into these obscure sports, I went down a deep rabbit hole and I uncovered some things that I really did not expect to see. So, to top it off, my first obscure sport, I should say, is karjitsu. Have you ever heard of karjitsu? I I have not. Karjitsu. I'd, I'd imagine it's a car and jujitsu. So basically, the whole premise of karjitsu is there's two two people, two guys get in this car together. They buckle up, and then they start the timer, and um, y- you just go rounds as if you're like in an MMA ring, but you're just beating out of a guy in the car next to you. So in the few clips that I've seen, you unbuckle yourself really quick. And in uh, one that I saw on TikTok, there's a guy that just wraps the seatbelt around the guy's head. And so he's just (laughs) strangling him with the seatbelt. And this is all sanctioned, right? So this is, this is actually a national fight in this clip right here. This is Russia versus USA. I'm going to play this here. This is the start of the fight. They unbuckle and engage using any part of the vehicle to their advantage. <laughs> uh, he's straddling on top of them right now. He's yeah. The car, so there apparently is no boundaries to this. I like the overhead view. It's got a panoramic moonroof. Oh, there's two ladies in the back. I, I was oh, no, going to say, they got, they're in the back seat now? Okay, I'm confused. Is this a two in the front? Is this a tag team battle? I don't understand. I think it's tag team. I love the overhead view. They got a panoramic sunroof in the car and a camera directly overhead. So you can see directly down into them. Oh, and they got a, is it just a phone light illuminating the guys from up above? I think this is a guy running around with a GoPro on the outside of it here. Dude, literally a GoPro suction cup to the front windshield, too. <laughs> the unbuckle jump into the passenger seat. <laughs> this looks really uncomfortable. There's a GoPro suction cup. This is like This is what, like a Subaru Impreza they're in? It looks like a Scion logo on the front. Oh, maybe. Now that I think about it, this might just be like two 16-year-old kids arguing about who kissed the wrong girl. <laughs> I think I've seen this before. Oh, he's got the seatbelt. He's trying to wrap it around the guy's throat. Honestly, this looks like my friend's just trying to get me away from driving home drunk. That was the whole thing. <laughs> get this man behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah this I'm, man is keys. This is probably... Uh, my top 10 new favorite sports that I've ever seen as of right now. Yeah, car jiu-jitsu in a car. They just start buckled and they just fight and beat the shit out of each other in a car. I mean, what is more American and more obscure than that, honestly? I can't think of one. So, you know, I maybe shouldn't have had that one first, but that's one of my favorite ones. I, what was one that you found, then? I think that really starts the list good, but I mean, I'm going to jump into something that's kind of in the same realm here is we have the telephone booth boxing. It's nine rounds of two guys that go inside just a little red, uh, like London telephone booth, you know, like all the ones from the movies that you can think of. And two yep. people get in there and they box it out for 30 seconds each round. They go full nine rounds with this. And it's just, okay. there's, 
There's no room to defend yourself. There's no room to escape. It's just nothing but gas. Just <laughs> I got I got about. Okay. Oh, I'm fully on board with this. Oh, elbows to the back of that. The ref has got his arms through the side of the telephone booth to stop him, as if that's going to do anything. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board yeah. with that. I like that. I like yeah, that. That looks actually very painful. I'm not going to lie. I I think it's better than getting strangled out with a damn seatbelt, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i yeah uh, i'm gonna say top five list of things that i don't ever want to experience in my life and it's being choked out by a seatbelt is pretty high up on that list yeah especially if you're paying money for it then it's really sad <laughs> yeah 100 yeah. you know and honestly what i'm thinking now in the back of my head some people probably pay pretty good money for that in vegas you know have a stranger choke you out with a seatbelt in your car um, I mean, I imagine some guys are getting off from this. Yeah, you know? that's. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just painting pictures over here. Man. We're talking about we're not we're not talking about those kinds of sports like ultimate surrender or something here. We're talking about real stuff, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, no, another another one that I found when I was looking through list of like super obscure sports was um, car curling. Have you ever heard of car curling? No, do you throw the car or do you use the car to move a stone? Is it like so Rocket League? It's it's kind of like Rocket League, but in the Middle East, right? You sh- here, I'll share you a, a video. Just kidding. It's okay. not in the Middle East. It's actually the most Russian thing that you could think of. So this is a car curling. This is a car curling tournament. It's just a bunch of guys pushing this car across the ice. <laughs> and they're sliding and falling car is rolling now and it goes into other cars on a target oh, where the stone oh someone gets to drive it though that seems like an unfair advantage and they <laughs> plow into another car oh they say this is a very Russian sound effects on this video oh, yeah imagine like how much paint- is involved with this I love that they painted all the cars to look like actual corresponding rocks for the game. So you have your red team and blue team. Someone put a lot of time into this. Do you think that these cars are just always for this? Like they just have them in a in a shop somewhere and they're just coordinating this? Oh, no. There's definitely some dude named Randy that's at that event that's like, hey, guys, don't break it up too bad. I got car seats in the back. I got to... <laughs> I got to go after this. I got to go after, you know, babysitting after this. So, so from what I understand, it's two teams, one V one. It's very similar to regular curling. You're just hucking these cars by like 10 guys, pushing them down the ice. I'm assuming that they're not powered under their own, under their own motor. Right. So I would assume that there's a lot of vodka involved. And that it looks like there might be some casualties sometimes. I could imagine a couple of concussions on the ice from falling after pushing this thing pretty hard. I was just but, a little more disappointed that they didn't have anyone in front of the cars, you know, brooming in front of the rock. You know how they're all like brooming yes. and yelling and they yeah. just let those things go, dude. They just eat yes. them. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's um it's surprising how how much of an advantage I think that the steering thing gives you because 
I don't know. To me, that seems OP. You got to just push this thing and hope that it goes in the right direction. I yeah, does, I agree with that. Uh, just lock the steering wheel in and just let it go. Just <laughs> yeah. I actually think we could do maybe a more redneck version of this. Maybe we we just have like ten cars in the middle of the woods and we like put a cinder block on the gas pedal and just send this thing into a group of trees and then uh, we spray paint out a target in the middle of the woods and wherever it lands is your score, you know, but you can knock other ones out by strategically aiming your car at that. But, you know, if it hits a bump or something and it gets turned off track, could potentially just go the wrong way. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud at this point, but I think I that'd be kind that's almost like a like a car bocce ball kind of thing. That uh, yes. that, that reminds me of the uh, in Alaska. So in the summertime in Alaska, it's twenty three hours of daylight, so they do not have any time for it to be dark out. It's perpetually never gets dark in the summertime in Alaska. So what they do instead of fireworks is they'll get cars. And they'll have them at the top of a hill and they'll ratchet strap the steering wheel and they'll put a brick on the gas and they'll just jump it off this big hill and Atlanta pull, pull that clip up. Just type in a Alaska oh. car jumping. It's what they do for the 4th of July instead of fireworks because it's just, it's not dark there. So they just jump cars. They'll go jump like two, 300 cars off this thing and that's their celebration and everyone's at the bottom of the hill watching them. It's insane. interesting. Okay, I like this. This also sounds very redneck. Not technically a sport, but like, you know, there's a guy out there named Cletus that would just love this shit, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Look. Okay, here's a clip of that. It's just a, a massive van hucking itself down this hill. A e, looks like an E-150, maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I, I think I have seen videos of this before. I actually, I love this idea. And I think that maybe there's a good hill somewhere around here that maybe we could do that with, honestly. <laughs> it, it could happen. Yeah, these things must be going down. That's got to be at least, what, a 300 foot drop that these vans are going flying down. <laughs> with a, a lake at the bottom for safety precautions, but then thousands of spectators just beyond that. <laughs> I can't imagine. That like this thing, when it lands at the bottom of this 300 foot hill, that it doesn't just huck shrapnel right into the crowd sometimes. It, it's got to just land right. And someone's got to get hit with something eventually, I would think. Right? You would think, but man, could you imagine how much beer you could sell at that? Like, I know how much beer gets sold at demolition derbies. Now you tell me that they're going to drive it off a 300 foot hill at 60 miles an hour. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, buying yeah. a lot of beer to watch that. I could not even imagine. I couldn't fathom. I mean, liquor sales in an event like this would just skyrocket. It's got to be, it's got to be second most to car curling in Russia for sure. I think you put some bush light out and some rednecks are probably willing to put in their own vehicles into the contest then. Maybe even like with how, them. In. <laughs> like how they run those tough trucks in a. You go to like a monster truck show and then it's like the local <laughs> tough trucks and you got some kid in an F-150 trying to hit some hit some jumps <laughs> with his dad's pickup. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, speaking of hills, actually, this this makes me this makes me think of the um, cheese rolling. Have you seen this? We've talked about it on here before, but it's like this competition in England where they get this seven pound block of cheese and they chase it down the hill. And the first one to cross the finish line at the bottom of the hill wins. And this cheese wheel, I mean, it's a steep enough hill where this cheese wheel, they said, gets going up to like 30 miles an hour. And they and it's just these people literally running down this hill, chasing this wheel of cheese. And um, I don't remember what the name is for the winner, but it's like a pretty coveted thing. It was on, um, there's a Netflix documentary about it. Now that I think about it, I've seen it. It's unbelievable. Here, I'll, I'll show you a clip. Hold on one second. I, Screen. I'm... I'm pretty blown away that that doesn't happen in Wisconsin. Like I would picture something like this happen and, you know, you go to Chippewa Falls and this is going to be what they're doing is chasing a cheese wheel around like that's thousand percent. Yeah. Look at this. So they're running down this hill. At, oh, it looks like they might be even following the cheese, but oh, right here. Here's a good part. They just, they really mess themselves up on this thing sometimes. Like the um, the people that are running down this thing, some of them scoot on their butt, but some of them just full on book it down this thing. But by like halfway down, they're just doing cartwheels. And they're just, they just end up tumbling, doing somersaults. But there's like a oh full my. medic base of this hill. And then um, basically they either like stop them or, you know, if they get any gashes, I know in the Netflix documentary, I think, I think this lady like broke her arm or broke her leg and she was like the defending champ. So it was like a real sad deal that she couldn't compete. And they just give her like a craft single as like a, uh, like a participation award or something like, yeah, you don't get the cheese wheel, but like, you know, it's a consolation. Here's a, prize. Yeah, here's a, here's a craft single and a Kumo tire. You can roll this down the hill whenever <laughs> you're feeling better. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would guess. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what, um, have you ever as a kid just like been sledding on a hill and then just thought to yourself like, man, I, I really, I think I could run down this thing. And then it ends up with you just kind of face planning. That's how I imagine myself running down this cheese hill. But except this thing looks pretty steep. So I, I'm probably getting a concussion, maybe a little CTE. I was going to say, I think it's one of those things where like your knee would bend forward. I could see my knee bending forward from just running that fast and just like overextending it. And I think maybe that has to be part of the rules is you got to be a little cheese before you go do it. Like everyone just has like a, you know, a plastic bag and a can of gold spray paint just ready to go and just give her a couple good huffs. Cause it is safe and legal to huff spray paint. Same. And <laughs> it is safe and legal. Uh, well, if it's legal, it's gotta be safe. Isn't that kind of the overall thought on most things? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that is what it is. Yeah, um, another, another like super obscure sport that I found, um, you ever heard of camel wrestling? Camel? Camel, like humpback camel. Uh-uh. <laughs> so, okay. So apparently the whole premise of this thing is that in January each year, there's an annual camel wrestling championship held in Sulkek in Turkey, part of the Sulkek FS Camel Wrestling Festival. The event is a spectacle that dates back thousands of years, first practiced by Turkic tribes more than 2,400 years ago. So this thing 
This thing goes way back. The whole thing is um, they basically just get a bunch of people together, get two bull camels together, which is apparently what male camels are called. I didn't know that. And they have a female camel nearby that is in heat. And then they just like walk these two male camels next to each other. And then they'll just start beating the shit out of each other. I'm not sure how they determine a winner. I don't know if it's a fight to the death situation, but um, I don't know. I've never heard of that until now. That is, you know, that's kind of insane. Cause I mean, like if you did that in America with like some pit bulls or something, people would really get mad at you, but you do it with some camels and they say, no, it's tradition. Then it's all right. That's crazy. That's kind of or- like going- that's kind of like at a bar, you know, someone's just like, oh, I'm going to go get that hot chick, you know, and then someone's like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to just duke it out on a sidewalk and Tiffany still goes home with neither of them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd- pretty much. That's what it seems like, honestly, You're, I have a I have a video pulled up of it. So, yeah, camel wrestling, two male camels. There's one female camel in heat right next to them. I guess. And they're just running around this arena, which looks to be a pretty big arena. Oh my God, these kids are foaming at the mouth. This seems a little bit messed up. Here's the beginning of it. Camel wrestling is real. And we went to see it in Turkey. <laughs> I like that no one's dressed up in like their best clothes. It just like, like looks like some guy that's going to deliver like a package to my house too. You know, they're just wearing regular yeah. clothes at this. They're like, ah. I might get some camel jizz on me. Better just wear some dungarees here. (laughs) Dude, I didn't even think of that. That adds a whole different dynamic. These are just two horny camels duking it out. You're right. This is literally bar clothes on a Saturday night. That's what I'm saying, dude. Honestly, I think it should be sponsored by Blue Chew, which, you know, (laughs) if you get sponsored by Blue Chew, that'd be great. (laughs) They're listening. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what they do. They just got them all riled up, and they're just... Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Uh, well, I don't know. Again, again, imagine the amount of beer that you could sell in an event like this. I think, oh, you know what? Actually, maybe this isn't a good drinking sport, but it's definitely a good gambling sport. I would say I would like to gamble on this because you never know what kind of condition these camels are in. I feel like all camels look like they're out of shape for some reason. Yeah. The other thing to think about is like, what part of gambling are you getting in on, Cody? Are you going to say like how long the fight lasts or how long the camel lasts after it wins? I mean, what are you trying to bet on here? Yeah, that's a good point. That just shows you how not big of a sports gambler guy that I am because honestly, I didn't even think about all the other variations. I was just thinking like this guy wins. I'm going to put 50 bucks on him. Oh, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to play that parlay, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, not all of us are degenerate gamblers, Ben. So, 
I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna watch these um out of shape frothed at the mouth camels beat the shit out of each other with a good buzz going and just hope that I don't lose my fifty bucks. Okay. I'm not gonna lose my house over this thing. All right. I mean I'm just you know, I'll 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 bet I'll bet the house on if it gets a nut or not in thirty seconds. I mean, why not? <laughs> If I'm I mean, playing a, what? if if I pick the right one, get a parlay on it, and it's under thirty seconds, I might have enough money that I'll buy my own camel to put into this shit. You never know. Become a team owner. <laughs> yeah. Also, become sponsored by Camel Cigarettes. It's just think about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could also get, like you said, you could probably get some badass sponsorships out of the deal. I would think, just just based on like the rarity of it if you could build up a, a big social media following i think it'd be kind of cool for a, a a sport like that to be have like a big tiktok page i want to see a camel wrestling tiktok page with over a million followers and just really awe at the fact like it's just a horny camel at the yeah. end of the day yeah this one gets a nut and this one gets to die <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to switch gears here, no pun intended, to one of the most American things on my list. And I think this is one that you'll really get behind here. Have you ever heard of the... uh, Hold on. What is the abbreviation? It's a lot of acronyms. The USLR... I already fucked it up. USLMRA. Could you guess what that stands for? Uh... I'd, I would guess the United States Late Model Racing Association, but I don't think that's right. Damn. It's pretty damn close, actually. United States Lawnmower Racing Association. Oh, roll that so beautiful, right beautiful footage. Right here, I got pulled up. It's literally the most souped up. Uh, it basically looks like a golf cart, some of these things. But they're just lawnmowers that are made for maximum speed and minimum grass cutting. And I'm I'm fully on board with this. I actually follow this guy on Instagram who has a drift lawnmower, and it really makes me want to build one myself, honestly. It's like a lowered lawnmower with wide tires on it. And he's just drifting around his yard in the grass. And he just slides so effortlessly across the grass. So, I don't know. I'm on board with this. Again, I don't know why all the all these sports on my list, I feel like, are just, just something that just rednecks do in their backyard as it is. I think that's but, great, though. I've read into those. So, those racing lawnmowers. So, there's some guys that will build them off of, like, a go-kart chassis. Like, a kid's racing go-kart. And Okay. We got uh, we got bored enough in shop class in high school that we got a lawnmower and we did like what some of those guys are saying. So like you uh, you swap the pulleys around and we had a lawnmower that went like 26 miles an hour in our shop class because we swapped the pulleys from the front to the back. So it was driving different and like it's scary. I can only imagine those racing ones where they're going around in a circle and there's other cars and they can bump into each other and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's those are crazy. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing too. Like you don't have a roll cage with these things and they're scooting. Like they're probably going at least 20, 30 miles an hour. I'm guessing just by the bush, by the video, but like said 46. What? Holy that, that shit. That clip we just played. They said, yeah, he's coming in at 46 miles an hour. 
<laughs> oh my god okay speaking of beer drinking sports this is the perfect event to watch while drinking an ice cold domestic beer i'm i'm all in i would love to actually see a lawnmower race in person i remember there was one at a county fair pretty close to here like a decade ago not even further back than that i remember i was probably about 12 when i learned about all this and I remember telling my dad, I was like, Dad, we have to go watch the lawnmower race. And it ended up getting rained out. It was at the uh, Fertile Fair. And we didn't make it there. But yeah, it was <laughs> it was a big moment. I was excited about it. I don't think, yeah, I don't I think was, there's anyone that doesn't dream of souping up a lawnmower. I was a little, yeah, I agree. I was a little bit disappointed to find out that there's actually no real money in it, which kind of discourages me from thinking that a lot of people would be interested in it. But if we could, if we could get some big sponsorship dollars behind some of these wins and start making some of these prizes a couple thousand bucks, I think we could get some serious competition involved with this. Maybe, maybe we start an on tap lawnmower racing league. Maybe this is something that could happen at the world famous Pine County Fair. Oh, dude, you're so right. I think we got oh enough old boys that listen to the podcast that I think we could probably get about 10 mowers together for the Pine County World Famous Fair to have the first ever lawnmower race in Pine County history. I think that could happen. Wow. That's a great idea. You know, I mean, it's sad to say, but I think if we made a slight modification to it and, and, took the racing out of it and made it into just a lawnmower demolition derby. I think we get a lot more people in, on board with it is this is a, a big demo derby community around here. So I think that would be a, a easier to get accepted route, but I would like to see lawnmower racing come up in the ranks in the next few years. Thank you. I, I rest my case. I, I think a guy could actually easily do it. I think you would just do two classes with it. So you just do stock which would just be, you know, whatever lawnmower you have sitting around so no one feels left out. They can load up, you know, load up that Bolins or, you know, load up that Aaron's or Lawn King or whatever you got sitting around and you bring it down and you run what you brung. And then you have a completely modified open class unlimited. And those guys get to go race, you know, with whatever the hell crotch rocket engine or whatever they put in their lawnmower to go do it. I think it'd actually be pretty cool. I think you'd actually get a pretty good reception to have an on tap lawnmower league at the Pine County Fair this year. And people got all winter here. It's uh, December. What the hell month again? November, December, same thing. (laughs) Same thing. I think we might have to pursue this. Drop a comment if you'd build a a racing lawnmower for the world famous Pine County Fair. Or if you just bring yours. The OTLML, the ONTAP Lawnmower League. I like this. I like where this is going. This is this is getting me excited. I've got a whole new sense of motivation right now. I need I to buy a John Moore. And I was going to say, I got a brand new pair of New Balances to wear to this. So I'm all in. I'm oh, all in. shit. Imagine. Imagine a, a, a fireproof suit, but the bottom half of it looks like jean shorts the the shins look like hairy legs. You wear New Balances for shoes, and then the top half of it looks like a stained up, tucked in tank top or wife beater with just a luscious fro of chest hair popping out of it, and the collar comes up to a nice gold chain resting on it. 
The arms look like a bare white arms that are just covered in hair. Mm-hmm. Dude, who do we know that could make us a custom fire suit? This is a great idea. I don't know. And there's a lot of avenues that could happen with this. I think we have enough people that listen to this that would be interested. And I think Pine City has got the perfect demographic to unveil a racing league like this for the fair. I agree. I a thousand percent agree. Okay, I'm all in on this. If we can get if we can get a couple more people behind this, I think I could petition this to the city. Maybe we get a track built. Maybe we just take one of these uh, these CRP fields out in the middle of nowhere and uh, turn them into a little lawnmower, oh, the OT LML headquarters. I like this. I like where this is going. I like where this is going. I think what what these Thursday episodes with you and I are maybe going to turn into is just redneck brainstorming and just thinking of ways where we can kill our liver and kill ourselves at the same time. If, if I could do both at once, I'm in. If we got anyone out there that can lend a hand and get us started on this thing, I'm all in. You know that after this episode comes out, Facebook Marketplace is just going to be dry because all the mowers are going to be picked up with everyone getting ready for the... I don't even know what we. I don't even know what we call it. What the, the the Bean Boy three thousand or the Bean oh, Boy three hundred or something. Dude, you are on to something. Get, I love yes. You get a picture. You know, if you win instead of like having like a hot girl give you the trophy or something, it's just Bean Boy just covered in beans, just handing you the trophy. Dude, the trophy is the world's largest can of bush baked beans. Oh yeah, like. <laughs> the big ones dude i'm thinking like we redo a 55 gallon drum and make it look like a can of bush's baked beans maybe even get bush's baked beans to sponsor the whole ordeal if and we know you guys are watching leave a comment if you're willing to be in on this bush bushes but you know anyways on to the next one ben what do you have for an obscure sport that i've never heard of the obscure sport that you've never heard of is, and I got it pulled up here on my list, is I saw it on TikTok, is the basketball meets MMA. They don't have an official sport for it. They call it MMA basketball. Essentially, think of your regular MMA octagon, right? And they put a basketball hoop on one side of it, and they tape out a three-point line on this. And it's basketball, but it's 100% full contact like these guys are getting tackled they're getting punched they are getting thrown around like it is everything that if you're someone like me that has grown up watching hockey your whole life you wished basketball would have been (laughs) and it's what these guys do they're crazy i have a a video pulled up of it hit right here yeah and there's no gear they're not wearing helmets they're just out there in some jordans and no pads, no pads. It's just absolutely lawless. So it's a half court situation. Like they got to bring it back to the other side of the ring or, or yeah, what? it looks like it. Yeah. It's- Damn. Yeah. Just jumped across the entire ring. It's called AMP MMA basketball. Welcome to AMP. Wow. Okay. I'm all in on this. Honestly, this looks fun. Oh, I mean, not crazy. for me. Yeah. I'd, I'd get messed up. Some of these dudes look huge. I mean, <laughs> I don't think that that's a bad way to go out either. 
you know, I'd take a little CTE for that kind of entertainment. And honestly, some of the basketball courts that I've been to in like middle school, I feel like just turn into that, you know, the MMA basketball. Yeah, it either turns into that or it just turns into kids stepping on worms and shit in the corner. I don't know. Maybe we didn't go to the same <laughs> basketball court, but that's what we would do. <laughs> yeah, what's the difference? What's the difference? But yeah, I don't know. I like that. I like that. It's definitely not redneck enough for me. I think if we were to maybe uh, take this out to, again, maybe like a, an old public park that someone hasn't been to in a couple of years, a rusty chain link fence, and then introduce a couple of um, middle-aged white guys that are about six beers in already, and there's only 14 beers total. So the winner gets the remaining few, and I think we'd see a real match. I think we'd see a torn ACL. I, I think you got a few <laughs> beer buzz like that, and someone comes up talking shit, and you're just trying to, you know hang out and you know pretend you're in your glory days and someone's just like you ready and you're like oh and you know you pull up your jean shorts and i think you get after it <laughs> yeah yeah uh no i'm not ready you can have it you, you can actually just take the ball you can just score it that would be my reaction yeah i'd, cr- <laughs> I'd crawl back into my buick Saber and i'd drive home and just be like i i might as well just swing in from a peterbilt right now because i can't even play basketball like i used to what's the point <laughs> oh my god you know what i just thought of we could combine a couple of these things we could actually get a couple of couple of old middle-aged guys oh in a car <laughs> but we're also on the curling rink but we're also having them fight and the winner gets to jump out before the collision of the curling so we essentially are combining a couple of these obscure sports into one ultimate oh and then actually just past the curling ring is a 300 foot cliff so the loser technically might die oh my god i think there's something here yeah but if you win you don't get the doi (laughs) (laughs) uh, obviously we would have to hold this in a place like russia where things like this are acceptable so we couldn't do this in the midwest unfortunately but you know that's okay because we just would be replacing light beer with like uh, some sort of a cheap vodka, I would assume. And yeah. um, it make it probably a lot easier. Yeah. Sponsorships would be a lot easier. Cause I mean, it's, you know, it's not so many beer companies fighting for it. It's, it's just going to be Kharkov. Right. I, exactly. Does Kharkov spot? Like, I'm just going to sidebar for a second. Does Kharkov sponsor anything? Like, do they have a sports team or like, are they sponsoring a bowling league anywhere? Like, is, is there like a Kharkov a soccer really, league I don't know about? Uh, oh, I spelled Kharkov very wrong, but let me look it up. Does Kharkov sponsor... Uh, what do I say? Does Kharkov uh, sponsor anything? League? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even know how I'm going to be able to find this. Mm, I don't know. That'd be really funny if Kharkov sponsored like a uh, like a driving school or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they actually sponsor the um, uh, car curling because they're heavily Russian based. They don't actually. 
Um, I think it fits though. I'm not seeing I, anything. God, that's kind of disappointing. Because when you think of all the other alcohols out, well, I mean, I don't know. When's the last time you saw something sponsored by what UV blue or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. I feel like um, you know sponsorships have gone in a way where it's like the predominantly like whiskeys or bourbons and. I don't know. Maybe that's just the outlets that I'm seeing it on, but I, I feel like it's just beer and whiskey now is all is like predominantly all I see. I, I wonder if, if it I'm comes not? down to a, I, I think you're right. I'm wondering if it comes down to like a demographic thing. So like you have all these ideas where like, you know, you have your expensive whiskeys and they're going to sponsor something, but like you think of Kharkov, like I think they could probably just put a Kharkov ad on the back of a Lunchable for me. And I think I'd figure out where to go buy it after that. Whereas, like, you know, you're not going to see it on anything else. Like, they don't advertise any of this stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like they would probably get in trouble for advertising on the back of a Lunchable. Maybe it's like um, you flip over a Lunchable and you see a a vodka ad and you see a uh, jewel vape ad, you know, right side by side on the back of the kids' Lunchables. (laughs) What if it was a mighty kids' Lunchable? You know, those kids could hang. (laughs) Is that the one with the penguin on it? Oh no, that was uh, that's kid cuisine. Oh, it is kid cuisine. Yeah, they always had the mac and cheese. Yeah, none of that shit ever turned out. Oh, that shit was gross. No, they had like that (laughs) that weird brownie on the side that like give you Mm -hmm. always weird stomach ache. The the mac and cheese was fire, but always just weird food. I'm sure we're just eating pure plastic, honestly. Yeah, no, I'm, um, God, I can't even think. I must have been probably about 10 years old was the last time I ever had a kid cuisine. Yeah, and then you microwave it with the applesauce. The applesauce was in the tray, and that got microwaved with it all, too. And that never made any fucking sense. No, (laughs) they didn't care. Yeah, now that I think about it, we were literally just eating pure plastic, I'm sure. Yeah, could just went and ate some tree bark outside or something. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna reel it back in here for a sec. I got one here, Cody, that I saw that I thought was insane. So obviously we know there's mountain biking. Obviously we know that there's downhill skiing, and where life comes together is they'll get all these people, which is not unheard of in the summertime, where you know ski slopes will turn there. Uh, you know, like personnel carriers, the ski lifts that you ride up, they'll do it. So you have like a little rack that you can put your bike on and you can go ride your bike down the mountain. I recently found out about the downhill mountain biking in snow events. And they'll start at the top of like a black diamond hill, which is, you know, a very serious hill. The one that I just watched had 1000 competitors in it. And yeah, okay, dudes, I think I've heard of this. Is this uh, Mountain of Hell? Is it called the Mountain of Hell? Yes. Yes, the Mountain of Hell. And these people are going down there. Just think of like a, just a wave of people, but they're all on bikes and one person falls and 40 people fall. It's insane watching these people. And they're going down this hill at some points. They're hitting 70 miles an hour on pedal bikes. Jesus. Are you kidding me? 70? Dude, 70. 70 on anything feels fast. Yeah, these guys are cruising okay, so on pedal bikes. This, this mountain of hell, it's a thousand people. I mean, either you got to be in the very front or you got to be in the very back. There's no way I could be comfortable being anywhere close to the middle. 
So you oh. either got to be absolutely cruising or just riding the brakes the entire time. Well, look at them. I want to see. Oh. These guys are They're zooming down, down the hill. Yeah. I'm out on that one. Damn, no one. Oh, there's one. And there's two. And there's three. And there's four. Mm -hmm. Oh, five, seven, eight, nine. Oh, my. And now it's just people falling all over the place. I mean, <laughs> I feel like we could accomplish the same exact thing on the, uh, you know, the local sledding hill. Give your uncle a case of bush light and just let him have the, the huffy and send him down the hill. You know, I think it would be just as entertaining, but we got to get a couple of his buddies involved, too. I don't think we'd make it up to a thousand, but we could probably get uh, at least six. Yeah. Yeah. You got to watch out, though, man. That hill, she bites back. I remember one time we were kids and we were biking around and we found a Power Wheels, like little pink Power Wheels Barbie Jeep. And we found it and we drug it back and we're like, OK, we're going to push it down the levee at home here. And my friend Hunter and his older brother Cody was like, uh-uh, you kids wouldn't even know what to do with this. I'm going to ride this down the hill. And we're like, okay, yeah, go for it, Cody. You can ride the Power Wheels thing down the hill first. Show us how cool you are. And he went <laughs> down the hill and he's going, you know, he's like going, he's like five seconds into it. It's just screaming down the hill and the front wheel breaks off. And he goes flying ass over tea kettle and he broke his wrist and he was in a cast all summer. <laughs> and oh my God. Oh yeah. He'd hit us. He, uh, he'd get mad. He hit us with his cast and shit when we make fun of him and stuff. But yeah, he tried to be the, he tried to be the big cool hero of the day. Like oh, I'm going to ride this down the hill first. And yeah, straight up broke his wrist. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, you know, thinking back on it, all my friends always give me shit because I'm never on video doing stupid shit like that. Or they never really have any videos of me doing stupid shit because I, I will always, if someone else wants to be the first one to do it, I will be the very first one to say, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. All video. Yes. <laughs> so I have all the video of everyone else doing the stupid shit. I much, you know, I've just found my calling and it's to be on, on this side of the camera. Um, well, I shouldn't say this side because I'm actually on camera right now, but behind the camera, that's where I belong. And that's where I'm going to stay. <laughs> so, uh, the one last sport that I have here that I'm going to bring it in with is, and some people know it, some people don't know it. Uh, they actually had an event in Minneapolis, Minnesota, I think in 2018, it's sponsored by Red Bull. And it's called the Red Bull Crashed Ice Series. Yeah. And what Crashed Ice is, is to paint you guys a picture, is you have four skaters that are going to go down a course. Now, the course is set up just like a Olympic uh, bobsledding kind of luge setup. So you have these big corners, you have uh, jumps, you have all this. And these guys are dressed up in hockey. It's basically just hockey players without the stick. And they go and they race and they're checking each other and pushing each other and they're flying down this. They have recorded that at some points, these guys get going at least 40 miles an hour down there, down these hills on their skates, which is yeah, thousand percent. Yeah, actually, cool I, I know I know this very well because I used to actually work security at the Myth nightclub in Minnesota here. And the same people that did the security for there actually did the security for Red Bull Crashed Ice when it was here. 
So I was actually right up against the boards watching this when they were in St. Paul. And, uh, you know, I was just blocking anyone from being able to jump onto the ice, basically. But these guys, they get cruising. And not only do they get cruising, but they get hurt. And they get hurt bad. Like some of these guys are getting hauled off in what seems to be a lot of pain. Oh, my God. I've been there. I'm person. It's phenomenal. I have wanted to go and see that in person. I I just stumbled upon it a few years ago, and I was like, man, this is insane. This is such a cool sport because someone is like, we're going to put bobsledding with hockey together, and you're just going to go yep. and rip down a, a hill. It's and it's big bank corners like a like a vert ramp on a at a skate park that they're jumping over and stuff oh, yeah. like that. It's insane. Oh yeah, they got full full jumps and everything. I mean, they got like tabletops that they're clearing that are probably, you know, 10 to 20 feet. I mean, it's it's pretty serious, but you think about it like if you've ever like gone really fast on ice skates or tried jumping anything, you realize pretty damn quick that they're not easy to land back on. Like you have to space your feet in a way where you can put pressure on them, but not too much because they will for sure slip out either side, you mm-hmm. know? So, I mean, kudos to some of these guys because there were some really talented skaters in there because holy shit, like watching these guys fly around these embankments at like 30, 40 miles an hour, it was insane. I mean, like I said, some of these guys were getting really messed up. They get hurt. No. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't feel I can only imagine. I mean, that, and that's the crazy thing. It's not even like it's just you against the time. It's not just you against the track. It's you versus the time versus the track versus three other dickheads that want to crash you into the boards at 30 miles an hour just as bad. It's insane. Right. Yeah. And it is full contact, right? Like, because yeah. I know they did. Single, single person laps, but when they're racing, when they have multiple people on the track, they are doing full contact. Like they will check each other. Mm-hmm. I could imagine. I couldn't be a part of that. I don't want any part of that. I'll watch it, but I don't want any part of that. I'm getting hurt right away. I'm going to be the first one into the boards. Yeah. Sometimes I just slip and fall and just trying to walk out to my pickup most days. So I'm, I, I would watch. <laughs> I definitely watch, but. Well, you know what, Ben, at the end of the day, we're just we're just a couple of uh, out of shape podcast guys. And that's, you know, and I'm okay with that. And I'm I'm fine with being the one to shed light on some of these obscure sports. And, you know, like I said, I'm going to stay on this side of the camera and they can be in the forefront because I don't want to get hurt. At the end of the day, I just don't want to get hurt. No, some of these guys that are going out and doing this and. It's. I'm not going to say it's crazy because it makes sense. I'm sure it's the adrenaline rush from hell for any of these sports, whether it's getting choked out with a seatbelt to, you know, riling up a, a horny camel before it goes and fights to its death. Or, <laughs> you know, you're just really getting that Briggs and Stratton dialed in before you go and slam a beer and go race against Carl. You know, it's exactly it's simply beautiful. And I'm happy that we live in a world where people are willing to bend the rules and make a new sport and just say, you know what? I got like six cars sitting in my backyard. How about we paint them and we go throw them across the lake? Why not? (laughs) Exactly. So, and on that note, I'm going to end it with this boys. If you're in 
for the OTLML. Let me refresh you. The ONTAP lawnmower. Oh, wait. OTLMRL. ONTAP lawnmower racing league. Shoot us a comment. Shoot us a DM. We'd love to get a couple of guys that are interested. It doesn't even have to be fast to start. Let's just do a stock class. Let's just bring out the daily and just race this thing around a cornfield right before the snow hits. And let's really get this thing ripping. Mm -hmm. And on that note, we will see you guys next week. Ben, you have anything to close us out with? Praise hell, praise Dale. We'll see you guys all at the uh, Pine County Fair here this year with our official lawnmower racing.